Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Real Estate Investing Club, the place investors go to learn tips, tricks, and stories from other investors in the field. Before I introduce today's guest, I have three short housekeeping items to cover. First, if you like our content, the best way to support us is simply to like, subscribe, comment, or share this episode with your friends and family. Second, we are active investors ourselves and are always on the lookout for mobile home, RV, mixed-use commercial, and multifamily properties in MSAs with a population of 100,000 or more. So if you are also an active investor and have something you think we may be interested in, we would love to take a look. Send us the details of the deal at www.therealestateinvestingclub.com. Third, if you are a new investor and would like to learn how to get started or scale your real estate investing business, go to www.therealestateinvestingclub.com to check out our course. So without further ado, let's dive right in. We have a very special guest with us today, so buckle up, grab your pen and paper, and enjoy the ride. Right, and we are live. Today we have with us Becky Nova. Becky is the founder of Lady Landlords and a real estate investor. Becky, thank you very much for showing up on the show. How are you doing today? I'm great, Gabe. Thanks so much for having me today. Absolutely. I'm glad you're here. Um, to get us started, why don't you tell everybody you know, who you are, what you do, and how you got started in real estate in the first place? Sure. So I, I'm actually a cancer researcher by day and a real estate investor by night. So I had really always run like my own businesses and been an entrepreneur um, on the side of being a cancer researcher. So for quite some time, actually, I had quit my day job. I moved over to Europe. I used to own a tour company in Spain. I ran a bar in Portugal. And I moved back to the States actually in 2013. And I moved back actually penniless um, because I lost my business in Portugal. I really moved back homeless, which is really funny for a, a real estate investor to say. And honestly, I never thought I would own property. It was not something I planned into getting into at all. But I had met my now husband, and he's an immigrant to the United States. He's from the Dominican Republic. And he came here with this like American dream that you need to buy a home. So he asked me consistently, I want to buy a home. I want to buy a home. And honestly, I just got annoyed. <laughs> and I was like, fine, you want to buy a home? If this will shut you up, we'll go buy a home. But I'm not going to do it where I am spending all this money on a mortgage. We're going to do this in a financially responsible way. So I came up with this fantastic, brilliant idea, one of a kind, that I was going to buy a duplex and we were going to live in one side and on the other side to help with our mortgage. After that, I was absolutely hooked on real estate and I completely saw the potential in what this could do. So I went and I started learning about it. And that's when I realized what house hacking was. Nice. <laughs> and that there were like thousands of people that had clearly had my very unique idea. So, <laughs> Hey, if so you I, came up with it on your own, I say give you the credit. That's awesome. I gave, I'm telling I had no idea what I was doing when I first started. This was <laughs> literally just like me, you know, walking around like in the dark here, trying to figure out like how I could do this in a way. And, and after I bought the first property, like I said, I was hooked. So I've gone on, in the past two years, I've bought 10 doors in the competitive market of New York. And I also, since now, like I said, I realized I was not the only one trying to make money in real estate. I founded a women's group called Lady Landlords on Facebook. And originally it was just to like ask my own questions. My husband wanted the house, but he didn't actually want to be a real estate investor. So he got tired of me trying to figure out like how to build this empire for us. So I started the group for that. And then the group has blown up. We've had over 3,500 members join since March. 
of women that are just looking to learn and become confident and knowledgeable about real estate investing. So now, now I run that too. That's awesome, man. I love that story. So wait, take us back to, uh, I mean, I definitely obviously want to get into your real estate experience, but I, first I want to hear about Europe. That sounds uh, like a journey. So take us back there. What, what uh, Go deeper into that. <laughs> so people always love the story about how I ended up in Europe. I, I, like I said, I work in cancer research and I, and I work in clinical trials and most of them are end of life studies. So it can be a little depressing, clearly. So I got really frustrated and tired with work. I wasn't able to find like a solution to get out of it. So I was actually asked to do something that I considered unethical where I'd worked. So oh, okay. I went back to my desk. I wrote my letter of resignation and I quit that day. Um, so what do you do when you quit a six figure job? You go drinking. <laughs> <laughs> Duh, of course. I went and then I was talking to this bartender and I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do next. Like I just quit this job. Like this is the only thing I ever know. Like what should I do? And he was like, ah, you should move to Europe. So I was like, cool. So I took out my phone and I put a message on Facebook saying, I wanted to move to Europe and where should I go? <laughs> and I the next it. thing, I only had one response. It said, go to Sevilla. So I was like, okay. So I had a Google <laughs> what if What if somebody else had said, go to Prague, <laughs> go, to, go to Russia? <laughs> so when I, I told my parents that I was actually moving to Sevilla, my mom had asked me like, well, who told you to like to go there? And it was a guy that I got into a fight about the limo for prom like 15 years before. And my mom was like, he told you? No, no, no. I'm like, he's going to send you to like Poland or something. I'm like, <laughs> like no, he's sending me to Spain, mom. But she was like, no, he's totally messing with you. He's going to send you to like this horrible place. So it wasn't. Sevilla was fantastic. But then I moved there and I realized I didn't speak Spanish at the time. Mm, that's so. Hard. And Spaniards. I lived in Spain for a bit. They can be. Uh, they can be kind of difficult if you uh, if you don't speak Spanish and they're like, nah, I don't want to deal with you, foreigner. <laughs> Especially depending on where you were. I wasn't in one of the largest cities, so like it was very traditional, and you know. So I kept going to the Irish bar until I found like people that nice. could speak English. <laughs> and I got offered a job from a woman at a hostel that needed someone that speaks English well that could give historical tours of the city. So I started doing the tours for her, for her hostel and it just blew up from there. I ended up having about eight different hostels in that city itself and then started doing tours in other cities in Spain as well. And then I expanded into Portugal. I bought a bar and then I bought a bus and was taking people from Portugal to Spain and Spain to Portugal. Man, that is awesome. I love that. That is a great story. Did you learn uh, Spanish in the end there? Yes. So now like my Spanish is very good. Um, I do speak Spanish. And then now that I'm married to a Dominican, um, my Spanish has definitely improved. Nice. <laughs> so that, that worked out. Um, my Portuguese is pretty, pretty poor though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Portuguese can be, uh, can be hard. It's not, yeah. not as easy as they say. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> awesome. So, I mean, you did all that and then, uh, then you moved back, you came back to the States and, um, you know, you realize shit, it's really expensive here. I, you know, I don't want to just drain my money. So you yeah. invented this concept called house hacking, which is awesome. Congratulations. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> <Thank> you, bought, <laughs> you bought a duplex. Um, yep. And since that duplex, you've now you're at 10 doors? Yes. So we bought the duplex. Um, it, like I said, the second like we closed on it, we were here for like two days. And I was like, cool, let's do that again. And my husband's like, no, no, no. And I was like, no, I'm going to figure this out. So I started really becoming educated, started listening to podcasts like your own, actually. 
um, and was going through different ways that I could figure out kind of how to grow my now my wanting of a real estate portfolio. So I ended up buying our neighbor's property, which is a four family. Oh, nice. We yeah. So that worked four. out. Is it uh, individually submetered or is it just a house that was kind of converted into a four family? It was actually oh. built as a four family. Okay. So. Okay. They have different electric meters, but it's actually one, um, it's the gas is all connected. So that's been fun working on utilities with tenants. (laughs) Um, so we own there. We also own a, um, apartment down in the Bronx. We own an apartment in the Dominican Republic. And then I just bought a, another duplex in upstate New York. Awesome, man. I love it. Um, so I, you know, there's a lot of different ways we can take this. Um, you bought something in the Dominican Republic though, and I have yet to invest outside of the United States. So I'm going to follow my own curiosity here and ask about your international investing experience. So how was it buying a property outside of the U S <laughs> can I say a shit show? Um, <laughs> so you, when, since we bought in the Dominican Republic, most people always are like, oh my God, it must be on like this gorgeous beach place. It must be like the Airbnb short-term rental type of model. That's actually not what we did. My husband really wanted to buy a place where he could provide housing for the locals. So he, we bought within the city limits, within the capital of Santo Domingo. So we bought down there. Um, so it's not the short-term rental. It is for long-term tenants. It's it helped because he is a citizen there. So if we were not citizens, we would have had to buy everything in cash. So we are looking to do a, a beach rental now down there. And since I, since if I alone wanted to buy it, we would have to pay cash just as foreign investors. But since he's a citizen, we were able to get a mortgage down there. My strategy with real estate investing is to stay as liquid as possible. Yeah. So even though it's, it's really cheap down there, I still want to, I still can use the rest of the money that we mortgaged and buy, put a down payment in another place in New York city. So to me, that made more sense. So we mortgaged it. It's funny because mortgages there are like five to seven years. None of this like 15 or 30 year crap. Wow, that we Really? Five to seven years. That's nuts. Yeah. So we have a seven year and they also do um, a lot of balloon loans down there. So okay, okay. clearly it's, you know, it's, I think our interest rate is like four and a half percent for the first like four years. And then after that, it's like nine and then it goes to like 12. Like it's insane. (laughs) So so clearly we were like, okay, we're going to pay this off before, you know, we hit this balloon. But we were, like I said, at least we were able to kind of get two properties for the cost of one by mortgaging that property down there rather than buying it in cash as foreign investors. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously. And it's new construction and it's in a complex so there's a whole um, management team on site, so we don't have to worry about um, property management. Oh, that's nice. It kind of comes built in. That's perfect. So it's, is yeah. it um, is it kind of do you rent out mostly to vacationers or is it a an actual rental? No, it's for locals. There are actually two college students living there right now. Wow, that's so. great. And yeah. uh, and what were, what did the numbers look like when you bought it? I mean, I know every country is completely different, but um, was the cash on cash return what you what you'd expect um, from New York or no, <laughs> no, um, especially with like a conversion rate because things in the Dominican Republic are just much cheaper down there. So the apartment itself cost us about seventy thousand um, dollars. We paid in a down payment. We put fifty percent down. Mortgage the other thirty five. Um, the way that it worked out, I think we make like. <laughs> like 50 pesos. Like we, we make like $10. Like we do not make a lot of money on it, but it's going to be paid off within the first year, which then means we have, we get all that cash back. 
Um, nice. And the, the property down there, it's in a nice area. I think that was kind of what made me okay doing this since my husband took a little bit more of the lead on this, um, being the citizen of that country. So to him, it was just, we want to be able to also go down and spend time there. So it was kind of a, okay, we'll take less cash flow on this property to own a place in a foreign country. We're going to pay it off fast. And then after that, it'll bring in a couple hundred dollars a month. So, okay. Not bad. We could work, not the strategy that I employ in New York at all, but we get to own a place in the Dominican Republic and we've gone down there when the students are on break and we can, we've actually been able to stay in the apartment during that time and get to vacation for free. So I think that's called vacation packing. <laughs> that's fun. That's fun. So, I mean, now you've gone through the process, you've, uh, you know, you've done it, you're, you're on the other side. What was, what is like the one tip that you would give somebody um, who's thinking about investing in the DR in, uh, I don't know, Costa Rica or something like that? Sure. I think the thing that's the most important is really getting to know that area. Um, I feel that I hear a lot of people, especially with the short-term rental business, wanting to buy in other countries, which is great, but you, it's a little more difficult to learn about the area and the way that property management works in, in different countries rather than if you were trying to buy out of state. Out of state, you know, we have regulations that put our mortgages and our loans and our, real estate, our, our realtors into kind of, you know, a little bit more of a code of ethics but I don't think necessarily exists absolutely everywhere. Um, in other countries, they don't really do leases. They do more of you're here for a week and you pay by that. Um, oh, wow. So I think it's really important to get to know kind of the legalities and the formalities around those things. So like I said, my husband and I want to buy another place in the Dominican Republic. I've decided that that's going to be our short-term beach rental. So I've worked really hard on being able to build a network down there through a realtor that I know very well, who also is actually from Europe, used to run a tour company. So she's now in the Dominican Republic. So it's very helpful for me to kind of have my boots on the ground and a person that I could trust that's like, no, don't use that contractor. Yes, use this contractor. Yes, I can help you with furniture. Don't buy furniture from this store. This is the style. This is not. So I think just getting to, like it is a place you might want to invest of like going and checking out and learning a little bit about it before just investing compared to if you were buying in another state. Gotcha. So do your research and then network before you buy. Yes, awesome. definitely. I love it. Um, cool. So, I mean, that, that's, uh, I'm glad we talked about that because I've, uh, I've been interested in international investing um, just because the numbers seem so much more appealing, but obviously you're in a different market. So it's all, it's all yeah. relative. Um, but let's move on to your other, your other rentals, your other investments. Um, you've since that first duplex, you've bought multiple other duplexes here in the United States. So kind of, you know, take us through the process that you use, um, to find these duplexes and the, the criteria or whatever they are. They're probably not all duplexes, um, yeah. how you find them. And then the criteria you use to identify which ones you want to buy. Sure. So I am probably, I, my strategy tends to be a little bit different than other real estate investors because I usually go through a realtor. Um, I have, I've actually bought three multifamily properties all from the same realtor because we've just been able to find good deals. And usually most people don't feel that way about using a realtor. Um, and they're always looking for the off the marketplaces or they're always looking for, um, you know, either seller financing deal or, you know, uh, driving for dollars. But I've actually found all my three, the three cash, three best cash flowing properties that I have are actually all found through the MLS. Wow. So I, I think once again, networking to me is incredibly important 
Um, once again, we were actually introduced through through somebody in my in, in our um, network. But I think that that's kind of the number one thing to me. I network a ton. I go to local events. I like I said, I run. I started my own group with Lady Landlords. Um, I find when you get to tell people out there what you do and what you're looking for, opportunities really kind of just start coming to you. So my strategy is, is buy and hold. Clearly from this conversation, you know that. But I always keep my ears open for other opportunities. I had someone actually that I met through a networking group here in Westchester County that was really big into flipping. And he had asked me like, hey, I think I have an opportunity, but I would like to partner up with you on it. I know it's not your thing, but would you be interested? And I was like, send it to me. Let me take a look at it. If I can make money off of it, I'll entertain this. Um, and it actually was something that we thought at the beginning was going to work. It ended up not in the end, but it was something that like, I'll still keep my ears open. So I constantly am looking at properties, figuring out strategies of things that can, might, might work. So after I bought the duplex from the one realtor, um, our, that realtor, when he was actually at our house for the appraisal in the neighborhood that, that I live in, you know, there's that little old lady that lives across the street that's been there for like 40 years that knows everybody, but she didn't know my realtor doing an appraisal. So of course she walks over and she's like, hi, who are you? What are you doing here? You don't live here. (laughs) (laughs) So he explained, I'm a realtor. Um, We're selling, you know, this property is being sold. I'm here helping with an appraisal. And just from them talking, she was like, ah, I might possibly want to sell my property. And later this year, let's stay in touch. So they actually went, he went, got the listing appointment from her. And oddly enough, my husband saw a realtor coming out of the house because it's across the street. So later that day, when my realtor called me and was like, hey, Becky, I know you want to buy another place. I got a fourth family really close in the neighborhood of where you are now. I think you might be interested to buy it off market. And I mentioned this to my husband and my husband's like, oh, I bet it's that place right next door. Because I saw him coming out of there earlier today. So of course that ended up being the property. So that one we bought off market. Um, that was a little different than my regular strategy. It needed a lot more work. Um, it's probably going to need more work probably for the next 10 years. Unfortunately, the little, little old lady did not exactly keep up with things for the past 30 years, which What's is okay. Right? I had a great deal on it. Um, <laughs> so I bought that one from there. Um, then the next duplex that I bought was right now in New York, especially with what's going on in the pandemic, there are people that just don't want to be in New York City. It's crowded, yep. small spaces. People are really looking for different opportunities. So there was kind of this, there's been this flood of people leaving the city and moving to upstate, um, which there's quite a few counties. So upstate is a very large area. So I was like, you know what? I know what my next plan was actually to buy a multifamily closer to the city. But to save for that down payment, I was like, nope, screw this. I'm going upstate. I'm going to pick up a place um, there kind of before anybody else gets there. And what I also wanted was I wanted a turnkey place. So I wanted something that did not need a lot of work. And also I wanted something that actually had tenants in place. A lot of people don't like to inherit tenants, but I wanted it because I don't want to have to drive the hour away to go Mm. do shows. So I found this gorgeous place um, about almost exactly an hour away from where I currently live. It's a duplex. It's absolutely turnkey. I'm going to get paid to buy that house. I mean, at the closing, like it's could not be better. (laughs) I love it. I love it. 
And I love, I mean, uh, so the key that I've kind of taken away from everything you just said there was, um, I mean, this all came from your network, from people that you had met over time, even the little old lady, like somehow you had connected with her through this other realtor. Um, and it was because of those relationships that you, you found all of these amazing deals. And so um, yeah. but I feel like that's really a key out of everything you said there. And it's been echoed across so many different uh, episodes that we've had here on the show is that relationships when it comes to real estate is everything. You have no idea what's going to come out of the woodwork um, once you get started meeting people. And so now we have the two properties that we have on the same street. Our neighbors like know us as the people that buy houses, which is crazy because we're not buying all the houses, but we have, we've had a lot of people come up to us, be like, Hey, my landlord's selling. Would you possibly be interested in this? I have another, she's the most adorable little old lady. But I have another little old lady that is widowed and she's like, listen, I'm not ready to sell my house yet, but when I do, I want it to go to you. And oh, I was like, okay. Awesome. <laughs> and, and that's really sweet. Like that's actually probably something I'm going to do seller financing with oh, um, that's great. just for what she needs for the retirement. Like it makes the most sense for us to do that. And it's a gorgeous building. So it's nice that like we're getting to be known as people that do this and kind of the resource to go to for real estate. Because I tell everybody that what I do is I buy more houses. So it's great to see how it's grown. And you really are. I mean, you're solving their problem as well. Whenever people, you know, get to the point where they have to sell their house, a lot of them are like, oh, God, I have to list it. I have to do all this stuff. But, you know, now they see Becky who's buying houses in the area and they're like, sweet, just buy my house. I know you. I like you. Just take it. <laughs> Not take it, yeah. obviously. But, yeah. yeah. And a lot of people, too, like especially the older uh, population they lived in those houses for years. They raised their kids there. They put like, you know, their blood, sweat and tears into it. They don't want to sell to just, you know, the investor necessarily that's knocking on their door unless they really need to. They're happy to see like, okay, you moved into this neighborhood, you fixed up this property, you're redoing the landscaping, you're, you're providing, you know, nice properties for tenants. They, they want us, they want to hand us over really their, their baby and their properties. Yep. Absolutely. Um, so I, I mean, I've loved everything you've talked about so far. I want to move us on just a little bit um, and talk about lady landlords. Um, so, I mean, we've already t- said in this episode that relationships are so important when it comes to investing um, and you've created your own special network in New York. Um, so take us through lady landlords, how you created it and what's uh, kind of come from it so far. Sure. So actually lady landlords is across the world now. Wow, <laughs> Most nice. people are actually in the United States, but we do have a lot from Canada and from other places around the world, but it's, it's actually not New York specific right now. So as I mentioned earlier, I really became obsessed with this and I wanted to learn a lot more about it. And I had a ton of questions. And like I said, this is really like what I push forward in our lives, not as much my husband. So he just kind of got tired of me asking questions and trying to listen <laughs> to podcasts and read books about real estate. So I was like, cool, where there's this thing called the internet that has a lot of answers. Um, so I started lady landlords a couple months ago back in around February and I really created it to have a place where I can ask my own questions. I completely believe that you should surround yourself with people that are smarter, more experienced, more educated, whatever you want to call it, but you should really surround yourself with people that are going to take you to the next level. So I started the group to find those people and it just, it completely has grown. We have about 300 new ladies joining every single week, um, which is fantastic. So when we started it, now it's really just everybody's go-to resource for what should I do about this property? What should I do about these tenants? Oh my God, I have this problem. Hey, what color should I paint this wall? It's all day long. There's just questions 
of people asking, and it's, it really runs the gamut, like I said, from a flip to a buy and hold to people selling land. Like it just has everything in it. And then out of that, people were asking like, well, like I want to get started. Yes, there's information here, but like, I don't know how to get started. Like Becky, can you give us a course? And I was like, okay. So I created a beginner's course to real estate investing. Um, and then I also created an, and then all the people that actually already owned property were like, wait, but I love that you did a beginner's course, but what about us? Like, I want to grow my portfolio. So I started an intermediate, um, an intermediate course to, um, to real estate investment, how to grow your portfolio. And then next people now are like, well, we want to like meet each other. So this week, actually, we're doing our first in-person meetup, which yes, that is in New York. But it's really the idea of if I'm going to say that networking is incredibly important and knowing your resources and helping others and kind of getting back then what, what would help you, I kind of have to put my money where my mouth is. So I said, sure, you guys want to have a network meeting? I'll put it together. Let's go. So I have about 15 ladies um, meeting me out this Thursday, which is going to be great. Awesome. Um, I love it. And this, and that's just since February. So that just goes to show that once you really start, you know, putting, you know, pounding the road and, and starting networking, it, things can move along pretty quickly. Oh yeah. Gabe, I'm telling you in like the next two years, like I want you to be like, Oh my God, they're doing a lady landlords, like national convention. Like <laughs> I knew cool. Becky, she was on my show. <laughs> no, like this is, this is the direction of where this thing is going. And I'm yeah, so man. excited. I think it's so cool. I think it's really cool to see anybody that wants to get into real estate investing, mm-hmm. but there is like a sort of just niche within, within women like myself that, uh, you know, a lot more of the jobs and the people that we're working with are tend to be men, right? Th- mm-hmm. Most contractors in this day and age are going to be men. So women are really kind of coming out being like, you know, I own the property, but whenever I meet with a contractor, the contractor always just like looks at my husband. How <laughs> 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 do I get him to realize that like my husband just drove me here, you know, like they, he doesn't know anything. So it's really like a nice place to be able to say, okay, well, ladies, let's, let's get the confidence and, and the knowledge and, and stand up and do the same things and really kind of grow. So Awesome. And so uh, I'm sure there's going to be some uh, lady landlords listening to this uh, episode today. Mm-hmm. Um, if they wanted to get in, con- in contact with you or get involved in this lady landlord network, what's, uh, what's the best way that they can do that? Sure. So go to Facebook and look up lady landlords. Um, we are one of the groups on there. So we are going to be the first person that pops up when you type in lady landlords and for any men listening, um, since they cannot join lady landlords, um, you can head over to my YouTube at live free with Becky Nova. I do really quick, like three, four minute videos on a bunch of different topics there. So men are allowed to listen to YouTube. They just can't, can't invade our group. (laughs) (laughs) We're not ladies. I understand. It's totally, totally reasonable. Um, awesome. Well, Becky, I've loved everything you've talked about so far. We are at the end of the episode. Um, before we close out though, I do have a few quick questions. Um, I always ask guests if you could go back to the Becky who, uh, back in 2013 had just moved to Europe. Um, you know, she didn't know anything about real estate. Give her one piece of advice. What would it be? Um, buy real estate now. Don't wait. Don't wait. I love it. I love it. You're not the first person to say that. So there has to be something to it. Mm-hmm. Um, outside of that, I love, uh, I love book recommendations. Books are a big thing for me. So give us one book recommendation for business or real estate and then one for just anything. Sure. So for business, real estate, it's still applicable to real estate, but I think reading start with why by Simon Sinek is incredibly important. I feel a lot of people get into real estate and we all have like our own reason, our own goals, but I think you need to get really, really clear 
on why is it you're going to do that? Because there's going to be days that you're going to lose a deal and you're going to be upset. There's going to be days that, you know, a contractor is going to be totally over budget and is going to be not returning your phone calls and he's way behind time. And you're going to get upset about that. And when you go back and you think about the, why am I doing this? What am I trying to build? What am I trying to accomplish by investing in real estate compared to investing in anything else? I think that kind of like gives you a, yup, that's my goal. That's what I got to get to. I'll figure this contractor out. I'll figure out this problem because I'm doing this for X, Y, and Z. Absolutely. Problems are going to step up, guaranteed. Mm-hmm. I, like, uh, I haven't read that book, but people have said it before, so I should oh, probably pick it up. Fantastic. Um, and how about the other book? That, I guess that solves both problems, so we can just leave it at one if you don't have another sure. one. Well, if anybody yeah. needs any introductions for mystery novels, then just reach out to me. <laughs> <laughs> Nancy Drew. Um, <laughs> next one, uh, what is a tool or app that you would recommend someone use? people to use all the time is actually deal check. Um, it's a great way just to get a quick snapshot of analyzing your deals. I definitely do more in depth after that, but I feel like deal check just gives you, it's a great place to practice too. When I first started trying to figure out how to analyze deals appropriately, I would just, you know, go to Zillow realtor.com, pick out a house in the middle of wherever. And I would just sit there and just analyze it on deal check just to see you know, what I thought of it, what the numbers meant and just try to learn that way. So I think it's a great way to start. Awesome. I love it. Um, well, that's it, Becky. That is the, that is the show. So thank you very much for coming on today. I really appreciated it. And I'm sure everybody else did as well. Um, you've already mentioned your network. If someone else wanted to get in contact with you individually, um, what's the best way for them to do that? Sure. I guess the best way to reach out to me individually, just shoot me an email, beckynova24 at gmail.com. BeckyNova24 gmail.com. I'll also put her LinkedIn in the show notes. So if you want to click through there, you can, uh, you can get in contact with Becky. Um, again, thank you. And for everybody who came along with us on this journey today, thank you guys for showing up. Again, the best way to support this show is just to subscribe, like, and share with your friends and family. Other than that, I hope you guys have a good day and I look forward to seeing you on the next episode. Thank you for joining us on the Real Estate Investing Club. If you feel we've provided value, we would appreciate it if you hit that thumbs up, share it with your friends online, whatever it may be. If you'd like to share or partner with us on an investment deal, we are always looking for quality projects. Go to www.therealestateinvestingclub.com to get in contact with one of our partners. Otherwise, I hope you guys have an absolutely fantastic day and I look forward to seeing you on the next episode. All right, before I officially sign off, I have a quick announcement to make. If you're interested in becoming a passive investor in one of my deals, my own company, Kaizen Properties, is looking for capital partners for our upcoming projects. We invest in what are known as recession-resistant assets, mainly self-storage facilities, mobile home and RV parks, and industrial properties. If you're interested in investing and would like to learn a little bit more about my company, our investing criteria, and some of the previous projects we've done, Go to the Real Estate Investing Club podcast at therealestateinvestingclub.com and scroll all the way down to the bottom of the page. Click on the Invest With Us button. That'll pop up the investor form. Fill that out and we will reach back out to you as soon as we can. Or if you prefer a little bit more of a personal touch, you can reach out to me at gabe at therealestateinvestingclub.com. So really, that is it. Again, it was a pleasure hanging out with you guys during this episode, and I look forward to seeing you on the next episode.